check out the Drink and Farm merch shop. We keep the shop up to date with new and fresh items. And while you're there, be sure to check out the shirt of the month. Go to drinkandfarm.com slash shop and maybe snag a few items you've been eyeing for a while now. Shopping with us is an excellent way to support the podcast and get something new for yourself at the same time. Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things. This is the farm comedy podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community. We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. Oh, hey there, Sam. Oh, hey there, Bev. What you drinking today? I am having a nice warm cup of coffee, but I can see that my coffee mug isn't nearly as cool as your mug. I'm not going to say coffee mug because I don't know if it has coffee in it yet because I haven't asked you, but. (laughs) Well, it is coffee. It's not exciting coffee today, but yeah, my mug is pretty exciting. It is a T-Rex mug and it's got little arms. So I bought this one actually for when I pre-pandemic worked in an office to be like as a conversation piece. It works wonderfully. So if you're back in the office and maybe you even start a new job, if you feel bold enough to have a fun coffee mug, it's a great way to break the ice with people, especially if they're grumpy and don't want to be in a meeting. Um, (laughs) So pro career tips from Sam to you in this dive bar. So welcome. (laughs) And I'm going to give everybody too much information. You are using a T-Rex mug, and I am wearing T-Rex underwear. Ah! So we are matching in a really odd, uncomfortable way. (laughs) I mean, we're usually on the same wavelength. I feel like that is on the same wavelength, but maybe we missed the memo. Like, But I don't, full disclosure, I don't have dinosaur underwear, so apparently I'm I'm missing out on life. Me undies is the greatest thing that has ever happened to me because I can express my weird, quirky personality without anyone else having to see it. We should get sponsored by Me Undies. We should. I will send them an email. Okay, perfect. I love it. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Natalie Quist, and she is at Cloud Lover Fiber over on the Instagram. So, cheers, lady. Cheers. I will link to Amazon as well for this mug if anybody's interested in taking my career advice there. Or if you just are like Bev and I and really have an obsession with mugs. Yeah. It's a good one to have around the house too. I like it. I like it. So welcome to today's dive bar. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love dive bars for a lot of reasons. But in this one today, we're going to talk about storing your seeds because Mm -hmm. here's the thing. A lot of you are probably uh, saving some seeds from your garden if you are that far in your gardening career or journey. Journey, that's a better (laughs) word. That's such a better word. (laughs) I thought you were trying to avoid it because we try to not say on this journey. (laughs) But it's, it's accurate. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's accurate. Or you might be like Sam and I and buy too many seeds. Mm -hmm. So you can't plant them all in one season. Mm -hmm. So that means you have to figure out how to store them in a way that they don't go bad and can be used for the next season because seeds are like money. I mean, seeds are like currency around here. Yeah. (laughs) 
because they cost money. And it can cost a lot of money, like depending on where you buy your seeds from mm-hmm. or how many you want to buy. So you don't want them all to go bad. Having some seeds on hand also, I would call another step in just like being prepared so that you can plant a garden, you know, in the spring if you, you know, need to and can't get the things that you want from the grocery store. So Mm -hmm. there you go. There you go. And I would call myself a garden prepper at this point um, with the amount of seeds I have. I am prepared for whatever happens. (laughs) And don't worry, uh, YouTube, you're going to get to see how many seeds Sam and I have in just a little bit. Yes. (laughs) I know it's the content you've been waiting for. (laughs) Uh, It is. It is. So we do have a resource for today's episode, and there'll be a link to it in the show notes. It's uh, westcoastseeds.com. They did a great little blog post about how long seeds are viable for how to store them so that you can use them next season, and also how to successfully start them or have more success starting them if you've ever had trouble starting seeds like for an indoor garden. Because like I'll do a small winter indoor garden in our basement this year. Mm-hmm. So I am going to be starting to start some more seeds and it's an odd time to do it because we're recording today. It's the first day of fall. So yes. <laughs> so those are the things we're going to go through today. One of the factors that most determines the germination of your seeds is going to be how they are stored. So that's why storing them properly is so important. And seeds come in tons of different shapes and sizes, and they're also variable in their longevity. So not all seeds will be viable for the same amount of time, basically, is what that means. And since seed packets almost always come with way more seeds than you can possibly (laughs) plant in a season, especially those carrots. Oh my gosh, I have a carrot packet that has like 2,000 seeds in it. (laughs) And carrot seeds are so dang tiny, infuriating too. Yeah. You definitely want to know how to store them. Mm -hmm. So there are three different categories that seeds can fall into. One of them is long-term Longevity, medium-term longevity is the second one. And then short-term longevity is the third one. And the ones that are considered like long-term seeds that you can save would be seeds that are in the brassicas. So like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, cabbage, collards, kohlrabi, the chicory group, which is like endive. And I always pronounce this vegetable wrong. It's like radicchio or... I don't even know what it is. Is it like a radish hybrid? (laughs) I'm kind of. I actually don't. I don't plant it, so I don't use it in my cooking. But it is used in like regional cooking and also I think some high-end cooking. Mm -mm. Cucumbers are considered uh, longer-term seeds that you can save. So are kale, lettuce, melons, mustard greens. Oh my gosh, there's so many peppers. Radishes are included. (laughs) Not just radicchio or whatever, <laughs> however you say it. I know Karen from Just Grow Something podcast is going to give us a story now telling us how to pronounce that. And I appreciate yes. that. You guys can laugh at us now and then learn how to pronounce it when Karen posts her story. Teamwork. <laughs> yes. Teamwork. Women supporting women. Teamwork. That's right. <laughs> Tomatoes and sunflowers and turnips, those are also mm-hmm. long storing seeds. So There's lots of seeds that can be stored long-term. And when we say long-term storage, what we mean is for more than five years. 
So that means that if you buy them this season or this winter, that's a good thing to know too. If you want to beat people to the punch and get some of your seeds now, if the seed companies have what you're looking for, you can buy them now and know that they will definitely be good this spring and for four more springs after that or more in some cases. <laughs> so don't be shy about having too many seeds, basically, is what we're saying. Yes. <laughs> Medium-term seeds that you can save include beans, carrots, celery, chard, eggplant, parsley, peas, pumpkins, and squash. And these varieties, if stored the right way, should last up to five years. Hmm. So some of these could last almost as long as those like tomatoes and peppers. So the first group is over five years. The second group is up to five years. And then the third group, which is the shorter term seeds for storage, include corn, leeks, onions, parsnip, and spinach. And honestly, these seeds are generally recommended to only keep for a season. So these are the kinds of things that you don't want to order early to keep on hand, but they might be able to keep a high enough germination rate for the next season. But after that, probably not. So if you're storing some onion seeds or leek seeds or spinach seeds and you've had them in your collection for a while, take heart and know that you can just chuck them <laughs> and make some room in your seed storage thing. Yes. yes, yes. I've got some fall cleaning to do in my seed organization. <laughs> And there is a type of seed that should be fresh every year, and that is pelleted seeds. So you can buy seeds that are put into these like pellets and they're for dispersing. Usually like wildflower seeds kind of oh. come this way or some ground cover types of seeds mm -hmm. come that way too. Those you need to do every year. They take in too much moisture and they rot too fast is what I'm assuming oh. is the reason why you want to do those. But yeah. So how do you want you to store your seeds? It's basically cool and dry are the words that you want to think of when you think of seed storage. So when your seeds arrive, you want to make sure that you're storing them in some sort of airtight container and in a cool spot. So you want to keep them out of sunlight and you want to keep them away from obvious heat sources. So don't put them near your space heater or your heater vent or your oven. <laughs> right. It's a weird place to store seeds, but I still feel like I have to say it. But no judgment. Yeah, no, no judgment over here. <laughs> or where a window is that gets direct sunlight. Keep them away from those things. And the ideal temperature to store them at is about 40 to 50 degrees Fahrenheit. For those of you that use Fahrenheit, if you are one of our Celsius using friends, it is 4 to 10 degrees Celsius. And it's not recommended that you store your seeds in the refrigerator because the refrigerator fluctuates in humidity and cool and dry is what you want, not cool and random humid. <laughs> and freezing will kill a lot of seed varieties. But it is noted that a lot of government-run seed vaults actually freeze their seeds, but hmm. they do it in laboratory conditions, which is something that we just can't replicate here no. at home. So don't try to do it. <laughs> the freezer's good for cold stratifying seeds. We had a whole yes. episode about that, but not for storing them, like, for long term. That's different. Yes. Yeah, totally different. <laughs> Worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah. 
And one of the ways that you can create a drier environment for your seeds is by putting desiccant packets inside where you keep your seeds stored. And I actually, I keep desiccant packets on hand because I use them for my dried like herbs and flowers and dried fruits and vegetables that I dehydrate inside my dehydrator because I want to make sure that no mold grows in the jar that I'm storing those things in. So there will be a link in the show notes to my favorite desiccant packets. They're food safe, so you can use them for both purposes. And you don't have to have a bunch of different kinds of them for different uses. They're totally handy. And in fact, I'm going to add some to my seed storage after this because I didn't know that until we put together the notes for this episode. So we're all learning. (laughs) (laughs) And you can store seeds. You can keep them in their original envelope. Most of them are paper which is good because when you're out working in the garden, you can tend to kind of get those wet. And when they're paper, they can dry out so that the seeds don't end up all moldy. But if they're plastic and a little bit of moisture or like wet soil gets in there, you just have a moldy half germinated bag of seeds. So I think that's one of the reasons why they come as paper that, and you can compost the paper packets, which I think is really great. Less plastic, the better. But you do want to keep your paper packets in something that keeps them dry. So like you can put them in Tupperware, you can put your seeds inside mason jars, you put them in plastic baggies. There are lots of different types of containers that you can keep your seeds in. You don't want to just keep them loose in their paper packets, though, in a place where they can get hit by humidity. So if you live in the Midwest, it's the inside of my house <laughs> during the summertime yes. <laughs> or where they can get like water or something like that spilled on. So that's why you want to put them in a separate container. And mason jars are actually really great to store seeds that you save from your garden. I keep those little tiny ones like on hand that yeah. have the little lids. I dry the seeds properly, put them in there, drop a de- I do drop desiccant packets in those and then put the lid on and I've Ta-da. got seeds stored in the little jar. Ta-da! <laughs> You know that your chickens love foraging for insects and plants, so why not feed them what they naturally love? Grubly Farms Grubly Layer Feed is the world's first naturally balanced feed made with a farm-grown insect protein and plant-based ingredients. With a healthy mix of grub and plant-based protein, essential amino acids, vitamins, and minerals, and no fish meal, it will leave your feathered friends clucking pleased. So head on over to grublyfarms.com and use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order. All right. Now we're going to talk about how we store our seed packets. And Sam, I would love for you to tell the people how you store your seed packets. And if you're listening to this, you can go to YouTube and fast forward to this point in the episode and you can actually see how Sam stores her seeds. Yes. So I would say that it's effective, but it's not great. And I'm thinking I need to readjust now that, I mean, this made sense when I was going into my first year of gardening and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. Maybe I don't have a green thumb. Meh. I'll try these few little things. Well, turns out mama's pretty good in the garden. And now she's got a big-ass seed obsession. So for those of you listening, I have a photo album that holds four by six photos. And it's pretty thick to begin with. I think it's like two or three inches thick. But the problem is I have so many seeds that it's like a foot out, probably. Maybe more. (laughs) 
But it's nice because with the four by six photo inserts, because I've heard of people like using baseball card, like envelope things before. But with this, like I can organize my seeds by what they are. So like my sunflowers, I have so many sunflowers. And like if the variety is the same, I can like shove it into the same pocket. But because I don't just, you know, plant carrots only, which are super tiny <laughs> seeds. And I got things in here like corn and pumpkins. Oh my God, next year's pumpkin patch is going to be off the chain if the kids still say that. <laughs> but it's not really working anymore because it's just too big and I have to put it somewhere up high where these crazy dogs behind me can't get to it. And I might have to move on to... <laughs> what Bev is doing because also my husband can see this and he's like, did you buy more seeds? And I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> Cause I'm my gardener had a half off sale, which meant everything was a dollar. So I bought like 50 seed packets and then like, I'm opening it on the couch and I'm just surrounded by seeds and I'm so happy. And you know what? At least I don't buy designer shoes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I always point to lots of things that this could be instead mm -hmm. of seeds. Drugs. Like seeds are small. They don't take up a lot of space and mm -hmm. they're useful in so many situations. So you can't go wrong, right? Yes. And now that I know that most of these seeds, like my corn, I bought it later this year. According to the package, it says I'm good for a while. But, you know, even with this, I just try it next year. And if it doesn't work, yeah, I lost a dollar. Not a big deal. Yeah. I'm going to buy more corn next year anyways. So, like, now that I know that most of my stuff in here is going to last for a long time, as long as this doesn't get humid or too freezing cold or what, it's like I'm investing in our future. <laughs> I so like it. Really, I like smart. it. It's smart. Don't, I don't do a lot in the stock market, but I do invest <laughs> in seeds. <laughs> All right, but anyways, I think I'm going to have to switch to what you do. So let's show the people your less messy setup than mine. <laughs> okay, so I don't know that it's necessary. Well, so it, it's less messy from the outside. Okay. So this is a photo organization box. Ooh. Ah. And what it is, for the people that can't see this, it's like a giant rectangular small suitcase size yeah. Tupperware. <laughs> like a briefcase, like you're going to work. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a work briefcase, but it's my farm work briefcase. <laughs> and inside, I'm going to open it so that I can show the people on YouTube what the little photo boxes look like. Each photo box is the size to hold four by six photos. So it's the same size as what yours is. The seeds go inside the photo box, so that helps keep them dry. And then I put a label on it that like says what kind it is. And my camera is not really good enough so that you can read the label, but this one is peas and beans. <laughs> and it's all very colorful too. It is. Mine is rainbow. You can get plain ones though. So if you don't want <laughs> rainbow or I think you can get some that are like, you know, all one color, but I actually color code the type of seed. So like the corn is in a yellow. That makes sense. So then you don't have to like pull them out to look at the label. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I'm going to have to get me one of those. I have an idea of like what's in here, but like, I don't know if you can see this, but like there are too many seed packets in here. Some of these are a little too overfilled. So I just like have random seed packets like stuffed in there. Yeah. So I actually need a second one of these 
And I do need to go through mine because now that I know which ones only last up to five years, we've been here for about four and a half. So I've been buying seeds for about five years. I need to go through and get rid of any of the seeds that aren't viable Mm -hmm. anymore. And then I'm also going to go through and remove the ones that I don't want to plant again because I decided I don't like them. And I'll send those like to a farming friend or something that wants to try them. I won't throw those in the trash because they're still good, but I'm sure somebody will want to try them. So yeah. Uh, And there'll be a link in the show notes to that medium briefcase sized (laughs) seed starting thing. And that's actually a really popular one. And I think, gosh, one of our listeners sent that to me. Oh, yes. It was, a. I think it was Elise Ferguson, which is EGF Brahma Mama over on the Instagram. Yes. Yeah. All right. So what's next? All right. We're going to talk really briefly about getting the best germination rates on your seeds just because I think that this information is going to be really helpful. You can come back to it in the spring when you do your spring seed starting. Or if you're going to do a small little indoor under the lights winter garden like I am. Or you know what? Maybe you're in another country and it's spring where you're at. So you'll get to use this information now. Australia! (laughs) It's right. First day of spring. (laughs) (laughs) So to get the best germination rates, you want to only use sterilized starting mix when you're starting your seeds indoors. And that's really important because regular soil has a ton of like microbes and fungi and it's it's all the good stuff that like feeds plants when they're getting bigger, but it can end up dampening off your seedlings, which is like if you've ever gone into a tray of seedlings and you see like the little stem and then it's like rotted on the top and your Mm. poor little plant is like over on the side, that's dampening off. So you want to make sure that you can not have those germy bugs inside your brand new little tiny baby plants. The second thing that you want to make sure of is that you are keeping the temperature constant once the seeds are planted. You want a continuous temperature of about 70 to 74 degrees both day and night, which is not easy to maintain. Definitely understand that. But things outside of those temperatures either stunt the growth or cause the growth to happen too fast. (laughs) Yes. And you want to remember that seeds absorb oxygen as they germinate. So too much water can deprive them of this vital gas Uh that is life-giving to them. So you don't want to drown your seeds, basically. Got it. But you want to aim to keep the soil evenly moist Because if seeds dry out at any point during the germination time, your seedlings die. You cannot let your seedlings dry out. So it's a very delicate moisture dance. dance. (laughs) (laughs) Moist dance. Yes. And most seed starting soil is designed to provide both water retention and drainage. So that's another reason Mm. to just Mm. go with a with a seed starting mix that is sterilized. So you'll have the best results with that. Now, something that you wanna know about keeping seedlings is a lot of people keep those like plastic dome things over them because that helps retain the moisture for getting them to stay moist enough to not end up drying out and dying. Mm -hmm. But if you leave the plastic dome over the seedling trays on a hot sunny day, you could actually end up steaming your seedlings. And I did that with some microgreens just a few days ago inside my greenhouse. (laughs) It's just like cooked spinach. And the thing is so gross. Yeah. 
And if there's too much condensation <laughs> in the plastic dome, you can remove it to allow air to get in and out. And that way your seedlings don't end up with like a mold issue because that can happen too if there's just too much condensation in there. So basically just make sure that you're not cooking or drowning your poor little seedlings under those cute little plastic dome things. Remove yeah. them once your seedlings have sprouted, they've got enough moisture. They need the air anyways. It helps like create stronger seedlings because you're moving and you can put a fan on them to keep them from getting too wet if you live in a place that's really high humidity or you like to overwater your things. That helps too. So <laughs> those are the seed starting tips in a nutshell. The end. The end. Whew. That was a good dive bar. Yeah, I think so too. I love doing those dive bars about the things that we already know some things about, have a lot of experience in, and have some personal things to share about. I just, I could talk for forever. So this probably ended up being a slightly longer dive bar, (laughs) but we hope you loved it. Yes. So just a quick few things before we sign off for this episode, make sure you hit that subscribe button or whatever it says, just subscribe so you know when we release something new and download the episode when you listen, because this helps more listeners find us and enjoy this kind of content. And be sure and leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts, because we read one of those on a regular episode, every regular episode, and you get entered into a drawing to win an exclusive coffee mug. And do us a favor and share this episode over on Instagram in your stories and tag at Drink and Farm. When you do this, we'll send you a promo code just for that episode and it'll give you a percentage off in your shop, which you want to do because our October design, guys. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. If you are a fan of Halloween, you're going to want this shirt. For sure. I want to order it in every possible design. And we're going to do a coffee mug with it, too, because it's that good. Yeah, it is. It's that good. Yes. (laughs) And make sure you take a look at the show notes. You'll find links to the article that we discussed today, links to the cool things that you can buy on Amazon for your seeds, and links to our merch shop, social media. You know the drill. All that good stuff. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, that's it. So until next time. Drink. Farm. And give zero clucks. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things. My Pet Chicken's mission is to make life easy and fun for urban and backyard chicken owners with our line of products, free information, tools, and resources. And boy, do they deliver. You can mix and match a wide variety of chicken breeds in your order. If you're not sure which chickens are right for you, there's a handy pick a chicken breed selector tool. They also sell goslings and ducklings if you want to add some waddling additions to your farm. There's a wealth of information on their website to support you as a chicken keeper as well. So go to mypetchicken.com slash drink and farm to put in your chick, duckling, or gosling order. That link lets them know that we sent you, which is a great way to support our podcast while fulfilling all of your poultry addiction needs.